0: today on the bill kelly show on 900 chml as i mentioned on my uh, commentary at 10 this morning it is not unusual to hear about some underhanded tactics during election campaigns especially at the municipal level uh the usual stuff you know stolen lawn signs common practice and uh, you read the literature well truth often takes a backseat to bombast but it seems to have reached a new level in the mayoral race in burlington uh, the attacks on burlington mayoral candidate marianne Mead ward have taken the political vitriol to a new low. Uh, there was a flyer distributed last week uh, that comparing Mead Ward and incumbent Mayor Rick Goldwing. Now, the flyer accuses Mead Ward of being irrational, calculating, and manipulative, as well as possessing a poor understanding of numbers. It goes on to suggest that she's fake, she's power-hungry, she's ambitious. Uh, it's caused an awful lot of controversy, and uh, it's, uh, it's the latest in, in a long line of very controversial aspects of uh, this race, especially for the mayor's job. Joining us to talk about this is Joan Little. Joan, of course, is a former uh, Burlington Councillor, freelance columnist now with the Hamilton Spectator, uh, specializing, obviously, in Burlington issues. Joan, great to have you on the show. Thanks for the time today.
1: Oh, it's good, Bill.
0: Listen, we knew there was going to be some acrimony here because, you know, Marianne Mead Ward and and Mayor Goldwing had butted heads on a number of issues uh, in the last term of Council, but did you see this coming, that it was going to be as intense as it actually has turned out to be?
1: Yes, I actually thought it was. Uh, because Mead Ward is different from the rest of the council, and I figured she 'd be a target uh, i don 't know who 's targeting her, uh, but it 's interesting that there's uh, you you 'd probably know about the third party advertising yeah uh, we 've got uh, five third party advertisers listed in Burlington. one is an individual who gives contact information. the other four are numbered companies interestingly consecutively numbered companies, which suggests some connection between them, I would think. Anyway, uh, I, I was fully expecting something really dirty.
0: But the, to this level, though, Joan. I mean, and I've just referenced the flyer, but there's, there's, there's been stuff on social media. Sarah Kane, who was just in here uh, a, a couple of minutes ago talking to us about uh, the downtown issues, uh, was mentioning she went on Facebook. And there's, there are Facebook postings now about this stuff, too. I mean, some, yeah. somebody's spending a lot of money.
1: Yes, absolutely, and you have to ask who. I don't know.
0: Well, uh, of course, they asked Mayor Goldring about this, and he said he knew nothing about any of this stuff. Uh, he just found out about it when one of his workers, I guess, handed it to him. So we don't know where it's coming from, but it's uh, it's it's just it's surprising to see. And, and, and as I mentioned in my blog earlier today, Joan. We've seen this before. I mean, we've seen this this kind of abhorrent misogynist attitude. We saw it in the presidential election uh, a year or so ago. We saw it on the Ontario election this past spring, Uh, and now it's it's seeped into the Burlington election. It's very troubling.
1: Yeah, uh, and I don't know whether I don't follow uh, Hamilton as closely as I do Burlington. Of course, Mm -hmm. I don't know whether there's anything of that nature that I've I've checked. You know, I've seen the odd thing, but it, it it doesn't. It seems to be above board. In Hamilton.
0: Well, yeah, it gets a little testy from time to time, yes, but uh, but I, I guess there's a lot going on here, and and especially with the the stuff that's going on with Marianne Mead Ward. Yes. Uh, let's face it; I mean, this is not policy based. This is gender based.
1: Absolutely. Well, I don't know whether it's gender based so much. I just think it's per- a di- personality
0: differences. She's uh, she, she was always uh, an outspoken member of council, right?
1: Yes, very, very much so. And I applaud her for it. Somebody needs to speak out on that council.
0: And she did, and she uh, she appeared on our show to talk about these issues many times. And, and we talked to a number of other groups that were concerned about some of the things that are happening in downtown Burlington. Uh, and clearly, notwithstanding the fact that, as we just mentioned, there's an awful lot going on in every community to do with affordable housing, etc., and gentrification. But it just seems as if an awful lot of that campaign, zone is centered on that six or seven block area downtown.
1: Yes, I think you're right. Although what's happening is they're seeing the six or seven blocks downtown expanding into other areas because they're afraid. You know, Aldershot, for instance, uh, was all a six-story height limit. They're building eight and nine stories in Aldershot. So it's, it's, it's citywide. It's, and that's why the whole city is riled rather than just downtown.
0: Well, you're you've been targeted. I mean, Burlington, Hamilton, to a certain extent as well. But uh, Burlington's been targeted right now, basically with the overflow from the GTA that are saying we can't afford to live there anymore. Uh, developers are saying we can't afford to build there anymore, so they're looking at at Burlington.
1: Yes, of course they are, and it's moving to Hamilton.
0: Yeah, we've seen a, a semblance of that in the downtown core, and so far, so good. Uh, but uh, it's it's a different animal. Uh, uh, what's going on down there in Burlington because uh, of the unique character, and it's one of the, the. I I don't mean to be trite when I say it was one of the charming aspects of Burlington, but it was absolutely. Uh, you know the the, the streetscape, uh, the 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 building heights, everything. Just uh, I think all contributed to to you know I think the the just the, the great uh, event and, and the, uh, the joy of going down there and visiting, uh, whether it was, you know, at a restaurant or going down to uh, the waterfront or whatever the case might be. And, and I can understand it's a justifiable concern from people who live and work down there that their city is changing around them.
1: Well, I, I'm sure some change is inevitable, but does it all have to be 25 stories? I mean, we've, we're coming from a charming little community into, I don't know, a concrete jungle.
0: Well, I, I, the nice thing about Burlington, one of the many nice things about Burlington is we even we talk about some of the commercial areas that are down there on Brand Street. Uh, and at the same time, though, uh, a block away, you've got these fabulous heritage buildings, these he- large heritage homes. It's a it's it's very quaint. It's it's small town, but it's a growing town at the same time. And and traditionally, Burlington has done a pretty good job of managing growth. Uh, is 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 it really just the overflow from Toronto that's caused this to get, reach almost crisis proportions?
1: I think that's probably the main thing. But, you know, you mentioned these lovely old areas. They've been a- allowing people to uh, demolish these lovely old homes. I- in the, uh, they're not. They're, let's be clear, they're not on the uh, designated list, but they're on, we have a list in Burlington of homes that are worthy of designation, yeah. and you have to apply to get them taken off the list, and this council has been relentless taking them off the list.
0: Who's pushing the buttons here? Who's 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 the the, the people uh, that, that are behind the scenes that are making all this happen? Is it is it Toronto developers exclusively?
1: Uh, I'm not sure they're Toronto developers uh, exclusively. Uh, we've got some new ones in town. Uh, well, Carriage Gate, for instance, they do Hamilton. Yep. Uh, I'm thinking. Oh, uh, Brent, uh, what's his name, Brent? Uh, what uh, what's the guy's name? That uh, Darko Vranich? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's apparently involved with a waterfront hotel, and that's p- proposed to be redeveloped. They don't know exactly just what now, but it started out they were going to build perhaps a condo and a and a. Well, they've applied. I don't I don't even recall what the big application was for, but at one point it ended up. He was going to have maybe a rental building and maybe a hotel. Now we don't know what it is.
0: And, and as we mentioned, we got the high-rise that's going up right beside Emma's back porch, too.
1: Yes, that's right. Well... Yes, that that's there's an application in there too.
0: Yeah, how does, how did council perform, Joan? I mean, I I, I read your column every time in this back because it you, you give a, a very interesting perspective on what's going on. You don't just report; you also talk about the the wires and whys of of situations like that. And it's it's important for readers and voters to understand that what's happening. How how would you rate the performance of the last council with this problem staring them in the face? And it seemed to come up time and time again.
1: Well, I think their heart is in the right place in a way, but I don't think they've, they've grasped what the implications are of what they're doing. Um, and there's some pretty strong opinions on the council, and, and that's, that's probably half the problem with the, the dirty campaigning. Uh, Mary Ann tends to listen to, the, uh, to voters. When, you know, this, I, I've noticed it more this term than ever before, The council is absolutely rude sometimes to delegations. And that's not Burlington's way. Burlington's always been a very soft-spoken, quiet, you know, community. But uh, a very polite community. But I've seen a real shift in that. And people are getting to the point they don't want to appear before council because they feel coward. And that's wrong.
0: So there's obviously a lot of pressure from both sides here.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: And and you understand because you've written about the uh, the, the scenario and the constraints that are on here. And we've talked about, of course, the places to grow private yes. project, and and of course that's a factor. It's how much of a factor I guess is obviously a, a point for debate. Uh, and and there are obviously the well it used to be the Omb now it's the tribunal yep. uh, that uh, that is going to be the, the the appeals process in situations like this, and and I you know what I've got sympathy for both sides here to a certain extent John I mean you're a former councillor I was a former councillor at Hamilton you understand some of the constraints that you can say look I can vote against this but it's just going to go to get appealed and they're going to do it anyway uh, and that's frustrating but the residents are saying look at you guys have got to help us here
1: well there are people that are. Uh, launching appeals on their own dime, and that's you know that's got uh, that's gone to quite an extent when they're doing that. You know, residents. I mean, developers have deep pockets; they can launch appeals. It's very costly for residents to do it. You know that.
0: So they're looking for support from council in this situation. In other words, to fight the fight for them. Yes. Is it happening to the degree that it should?
1: Uh, no, I don't think so. But the ADI development, you've probably heard about. Oh, yeah, it, we yeah.
0: talked about that at great length, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, but, but uh, I noticed in the paper today that uh, they're saying it's been approved. Uh, it was, the OMB did approve it, but the um, um, city appealed or asked for a review. That was back in February, and we haven't had any answer from the review, so I wouldn't say that is a done deal. I don't know. But you would think when they applied in February for a, a review, that we would have heard maybe by March or April that we're not going to review it, which leads me to believe that something's going on in that.
0: Well, and as we all know, we've talked about this in, in vis-à-vis Hamilton politics, uh, new city councils are not bound by old council decisions. I mean, they can reverse anything they want. Uh, and I'm not suggesting that may happen in Burlington, but uh, when you look at the logistics of, of what's happening here, uh, uh, simply because a couple of people aren't running. Marianne Mead-Ward, of course, is, uh, is not running in Ward 2 since she's running for the mayor's job. You're, you're going to have at least two new faces on council. We're maybe. have
1: at least three.
0: Uh, okay, and maybe more. I mean, yeah, you never know. we only
1: have a seven-person council.
0: Exactly, and, and that obviously would change the dynamic considerably, or has the potential to, anyway.
1: Oh, completely. It depends who gets in. And I can't call this election either mayoralty, the, the individual wards, there are so many issues in so many wards, I, I don't know who to guess.
0: With some long-time incumbents, I mean, it's very much a reflection on what we see here in Hamilton, some long-time incumbents that are probably going to get back in. But with new uh, and vacant seats right now, there's always this possibility, uh, first of all, who's going to get elected, and B, what they bring to the table, and uh, especially when it comes to some of these other issues. I mean, you, you've written about you know the new street bike lane project and some other things that have gone on over the last little while. Uh, and those are still important, and I guess the concern here is you don't want some of those other issues to get shoved off to the side.
1: Well, well, that's true too. But you know something? I don't think incumbency is the big deal this time in Burlington that it was before, really? Yeah, uh, well, it's always hard to beat an incumbent. And it depends the quality of the candidates that are running against them and so on. And the number, because if there's if there are several running, you know they, they split and the incumbent walks down the middle. But I'm not so sure that, that there might there could be one or two changes in the incumbents even. I'm not so I don't know what's going to happen.
0: That's a headline uh, because that, as you had I think it's the number I saw was I think it's 94 percent of incumbents. This is uh, this province wide, not just Burlington. Yes. 94 yes. percent of incumbents uh, usually get elected. In other words, you have to mess up really badly or or there's such a contentious issue right now that, uh, that uh, you know, they want to punish somebody. And we've seen that happen where incumbents have lost their jobs, and uh, surprisingly sure so. We sure have. So and there's, there's hardly a lack of issues here, especially contentious issues in this election. Uh, we were just mentioning a few minutes ago about, about the voter turnout uh, and, and where it is, and Hamilton is actually below the provincial average. How do you anticipate Burlington voters reacting? I, I know you've already had the advance polls uh, out of the last couple of days, but on Election Day, what do you anticipate seeing, Joe?
1: Well, I don't know, because uh, the, the Hamil- Burlington this year only has four polls per ward, you know, to, uh, voting, voting polls. So that's six twenty four. So uh, I'm I'm afraid that there will be so many people at the polls that they'll say, "Oh, forget it, and just go home." I'm worried about that. And if we had internet voting, and it's been messed up, um, there are several things that have happened in it. Uh, for instance, uh, Impact—you probably know Impact oh, yeah. lists—and they've done a real mess on the lists. Uh, internet voting, for instance, there was no Joan Little uh but and i when I phoned city hall, it was because my birthday should have been january first nineteen nine uh january first nineteen hundred that 's what they had that 's what it, and apparently this was a default uh birth date for several, several people in Burlington, so how many of those uh, gave up trying to vote uh, you know trying to vote on the internet and say, Oh what the heck with it we 'll be busy i so theoretically, I think the vote should, the turnout should be terrific. I think it was 34% last time. Uh, theoretically, it should be very good if people don't get frustrated and not turn up.
0: Is the mayor's race a three person race in your mind?
1: Four. Oh, yes, three. Yeah. Yes, it is.
0: I mean, the, as, as for the potential yeah. that somebody could actually win this? Between Mary and Mead Ward, Rick Goldring, and, and Mike Wallace? Yes, I think so. Uh,
1: I I, I don't know. I couldn't call it.
0: I haven't heard much from the Wallace campaign. Uh, Give us an idea what's going on. Mike, of course, is a former councillor in Burlington uh, who left that job, became an MP for a number of years, and uh, now is trying to get back in, of course, as the head of council. Uh, Is is, is he resonating with voters?
1: That's hard to read. When you go to the debates, he's been very credible. Um, But he was the architect of the seven-person council. Uh, because he was the one that was doing all the lobbying when that got passed. We went from 17 to 7. I forget what year it was, but many, several years ago. And he was the architect of that. And now he's saying the council is too small because there are so many 4-3 votes. And he thinks we should have an extra couple. So whether that will resonate with voters, I don't know. The fact that he was the architect of it, and now he wants to change it. Um, uh, But all three campaigns have been pretty good campaigns. Um, I, I don't know how to read it, Bill.
0: And, and that's the whole thing. I, I want to clarify for our listeners. Uh, we, we were talking about some of the smear tactics that are going on, and there's to this point, there's no association with any of the other campaigns at this point. Uh, no. This is this is third party stuff that's going on, and, uh, and and everyone is denying any affiliation with it at all. So we don't know exactly where it's coming from, but it from that uh, it's still going to be controversial, obviously, because there's a huge difference in in approaches between the three main candidates for the mayor's job right now. So I would imagine the debates have been pretty lively.
1: Yes, they have. Uh, But the only one, really, that was taking pot shots in the debates, I mean, naming people and stuff, was the mayor, surprisingly. And he's a really decent guy. But he must have lost his cool. I don't know. Uh, Everybody was attacking each other's uh, stands and and what they've done and so on. That's fair ball. That's what it's about. But uh, I was surprised that Rick, uh, taking Mary Ann to task and the way he did, and, and the audience was quite taken aback by it. Uh, th- that was twice in, during the mayoral debate.
0: Sounds like it's out of character for him. I've, I've yes, got to know Mayor Goldwing pretty well since he comes general. in here. Yeah, he does the town halls here with us all the time. It's going to be a very interesting Monday night, isn't it?
1: Oh, it sure
0: is. Looking forward to it. Uh, Me too. Joan, thanks as always. Great having you on the program again. I'm sure we'll talk after the uh, dust settles with this election. We'll we'll kind of go through the, uh, the the cinders here and see what's left, okay?
1: Would love to do that.
0: All right, take care.
1: Thanks, bye.
0: Joan Little, of course, former counselor and, of course, freelance columnist uh, with The Spectator on Burlington Issues. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.